Well, hello, and welcome back to the Merit Strong Initiative podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Melissa. Hey, and we are here as a branch of the Pastor Strong Initiative, uh, which is a ministry of the Baptist General Convention of Texas that has this ministry here in San Antonio. So we're trying to just be another connection point uh, for San Antonio pastors for the Pastor Strong Initiative. And what's really awesome is PSI's got a couple of things happening uh, coming up. I mean, first off, the first Thursday of every month is the Pastor Strong Luncheon. And so this is held at the San Antonio Baptist Association at 1130. Uh, free food, free fellowship, of and a really good time. Uh, it is a, such a wonderful time to gather for that once a month gathering uh, to be able to just discuss about a particular topic uh, and really just be in fellowship with one another and to be in prayer. And it is so much fun. So if you are a local pastor, uh, please make, make some plans to be a part of of that uh, luncheon that's happening this mm-hmm. Thursday at Saba. And there's something else that's happening with PSI. What else is happening? Well, coming up the first week in November, the 3rd through the 5th, we have our annual Pastor Strong Retreat for mm-hmm. pastors and their spouses. We are going to be um, going to T-Bar M in New Braunfels. We will have Gary Thomas coming as our guest speaker for the weekend. Yes. Um, so it'll be a great time of relaxation and being poured into by um, by Gary Thomas and a chance to um, just reconnect with your spouse and have a chance to get away for the weekend. Um, so if you are a local pastor to San Antonio and you're looking to get away with your with your spouse, feel free to uh, to reach out. We do have a Facebook group, um, Pastor Strong Initiative. Um, you can find that on on Facebook. And a website with, as well. And a website too. as well for more information. Yeah. And also, just as a reminder, this is also for the greater San Antonio area mm-hmm. too. So uh, if you are in the surrounding county of San Antonio, this is available for you as well. Uh, big reach, big going on. I'm so excited about this this Pastor Strong uh, retreat. They are so much fun to go on to, especially since it's just really encouraging marriages. I just, I was so thankful for how the last few have gone and the fact that we have like Gary Thomas coming, the like, the marriage guru, like. Try not to nerd out too much. I'm going to try not to. I'm also going to try not to fangirl either because I just <laughs> like, 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 man, we may have to have a whole nother episode. Should I invite Gary Thomas on the, on the podcast? You can try. Do you think I should go for it? Like, I don't know. Like, I'll, I'll have to try to play it real cool. I'll, I'll, I, I don't know if you can. I, I, I can do it. I, I can play it cool. I don't know. I don't know if you can. I'm challenge accepted. I'm going to play it cool. Uh, hopefully he doesn't charge money because we won't be able to. It's going to be a cost. Hopefully it'll be for free and do that. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be like play it really cool to build like a really cool relationship with Gary Thomas. And then I'll be like, Hey bro, like we kind of do this podcast. Would you do us a solid? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Um. So our... <laughs> Our last Pastor Strong retreat we had last year, we partnered with the San Antonio Marriage Initiative, um, and they they helped us get connected with a another group, um, and we did the Adventures in Marriage, which was a really wonderful conference that we were able to partner again and have brought to our church this yeah. past weekend. In fact, we were able to live the life ministries, mm-hmm. who are organization over Adventures in Marriage. They're based in Florida. Uh, but yeah, from that last retreat, we were able to connect other pastors to this organization and with San Antonio Marriage Initiative. 
And they've been able to go around to various churches in the San Antonio area put on this conference. Uh, and man, if you are a local pastor and you'd like to have a, a marriage conference hosted, you definitely get in contact with San Antonio Marriage Initiative and talk to them about uh, adventures in marriage. Uh, great conference. We had a blast last it weekend. Was, over. It was a wonderful I mean, well, how are you feeling during the conference, honey? <laughs> well... Other than the conference material was fantastic. It was great time spending with our, our church uh, family and with you. I was under the weather. It was miserable for me. I don't know if I had allergies or a cold or whatever, but I did not feel my best. But it was a great weekend to be able to just see uh, marriages being worked on um, by our congregation and by those, a couple who was not part of our congregation was even able to come. And that was, that was a blessing to see the community be able to come as well. But I think the greatest blessing or joy I could say from the, from the weekend was there was a marriage that we were unaware of that was struggling and it was saved because of the weekend. And that to me was a weekend worth having. And that was that was just incredible. Yeah. I mean, that was really amazing uh, that that couple shared it on Facebook. And I mean, we didn't know that was going on or anything like that. But the fact that that couple felt bold enough to share that uh, and just share like how much the weekend meant to them to just say, no, we're going to, we're going to keep, we're going to keep going. That was like, that was, that was pretty cool. I was, I was like, wow, you never know uh, what's going on and what people need. And I just always tell people, Man, if you just have an opportunity to go to a conference, just go, regardless mm-hmm. of how long you've been married, just go. I think that was like the biggest blessing for me. I mean, I was blessed because me and you were able to have a good conversation. That was great. I was glad we were able to do that. Uh, but I was just blessed because there were multiple couples who were there that had been married for a lengthy amount of time. We had mm-hmm. people who were married for over like 20 years there. Yeah. Had a couple who was married for almost like 50 years mm-hmm. there. Uh, and the fact that we there were couples there that had been married for that amount of time, but were still saying, no, we, we want to we wanna keep investing in our marriage. Our marriage is still worth investing in. Yeah, mm-hmm. because regardless, they could have just said, oh, we've been married long enough. We're good. But that that's not it at all. And, so, and they learned something yeah. to be able to continue working on their marriage. Exactly. You never, never stop learning. That's all I can say about that. No. So, uh, yes, yeah, so that's, that's how I was equally blessed. It was, it was really cool in there. So it was great. Well, that's awesome. Well, let's go ahead and move on to what we're going to be talking about today for today's topic of conversation. I'm mm. probably really going to regret this topic, but, um, <laughs> there's nothing to regret here, babe. <laughs> today's topic is procreation. Oh Yeah. <laughs> going down. Yes, it it yes, it's going to be a great time of talking about it. Um but honey, tell us a little bit about uh the theology behind procreation. Okay, well, let's talk a little bit about procreation and its theological understanding and why we use the term procreation. Well, uh if you remember what we've been talking about over starting last week was just the purpose for marriage. Uh, there are three purposes for marriage that God gives uh, for all couples, whether you believe or don't believe. Anyone can participate in these blessings, uh, and it's out of God's common grace that he gives this. And, of course, last week we talked about partnership. And this week, the second the second blessing, the second purpose is procreation. And mm-hmm. so if you go all the way back into Genesis 1 and 2, especially in Genesis 2, you see how God says, okay, first off, not good for man to be alone. This is not good. Not that he's lonely, it's just he's the only one like him. And so that's not good for it. So we're going to make him a spouse. 
they're going to partner together, work the garden. But then he also goes, says, I want you to be fruitful and to multiply. Mm -hmm. And so now what we have an understanding about procreation is that procreation is when a man and a woman come together in covenant marriage and they are going to solidify that marriage Mm -hmm. through sex. And the purpose of sex is to have children. All right. So what we understand is that there's a triangle here. It's and you cannot detach marriage. You cannot detach sex and you cannot detach children from one another. You can't detach any of those concepts from each other. And the truth be told, the moment you detach any one of those concepts from one another, that is what creates all the issues we are experiencing in this world. Uh, God has made a way for men and women to come together to enjoy this incredible act of sex. God created it. It's good. It's not a dirty word. That's what we say in our house, right, honey? It's not a dirty word. Procreation is not a dirty word either, okay? No, no, it is not. It so is not dirty. maybe instead of saying sex, we should use procreation. Do you think we should use that? Bring that vocabulary in. It's a very long word. It is a very long word. Okay, we're going to stick with sex, all right? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so procreation and God has made a way for us to be able to experience all the goodness, all the pleasures and all the safety of sex. Okay, so that we can have that. But ultimately, it's the understanding that, yeah, why do we have sex? It's so we can have children. It's where a husband and wife who are in love with one another and that love brings them together to to commit to a lifetime marriage and so that they can express that love through intimate sex uh and through intercourse and then the purpose of that is to have children mm-hmm. uh you know that that's that, that's the goal i mean we live in a world today that we don't think about sex in those terms because uh one we've detached every, we, we we detach yeah. marriage we've deta- detached marriage sex and children all from each other uh and so we, so we think children you, you know they're they're planned it's like no it's really uh, i used to work or i used to serve at a crisis pregnancy center and there was a phrase that we use that – I don't know why they used the phrase, but it always would just kind of make me laugh or just kind of chuckle or make me shake my, shake my head. And I hope no one gets upset at me when I talk <laughs> about this, but it, it, it just goes back to what I believe is they used to – there's this phrase called an unplanned pregnancy. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, there's really no such thing. There's no such thing as an unplanned pregnancy. No, because when you are having sex, literally, that's the point. Like that's the end result. Is that that's you're doing that so that these these things can work together so that life can be made and created in in God's image. And so we have procreation, and this is huge. This is important. Uh, This is vital to any marriage. It's vital for family. It's vital for children. And we as followers. Jesus Christ really need to uh, lean back into procreation and really lean back into remembering like, hey, God created sex for purpose and that there's a good reason for it, that it should be for marriage and marriage alone, because through that intimacy, a child is born Mm -hmm. and that child needs a mom, a child needs a dad, that child needs a mom and a dad who love each other and who are going to commit to one another. Uh, and so that is that's procreation. So we got to talk about it. We got to deal with this purpose because it's a good purpose. It, it is. Really it is. is a good purpose. So so let so let's talk about you know we, we're kind of like on this this theme here of just you know we want to encourage 
procreation, all right? We want to encourage people to get involved, all right? To step up to the plate. That's what we want with with their spouse. That's what we're encouraging, okay? That's, with, that's, with your spouse. Yeah, yes. It's, yes, with your spouse. Please procreate with your spouse, all right? You have our yes. permission. Uh, so we want to talk about what uh, encourages that. Now, before we kind of talk about that, when we were talking about this beforehand and we were, uh, we were just kind of talking about, you know, these lists, you, you, you said something about this list. What did you say this, this list was like to you? Well, it felt like it was common sense. Like when we were going through the list, it just, it seems like it should just be common sense, all these things. But in reality, it, we, that's the number one thing that causes conflict within a marriage is we assume that it is, but it's not. Yeah. I mean, and that's the truth. I, I don't think what we're saying is anything like earth shattering no. or nothing news. Uh, and it is very practical and common sense. But I agree 100% that the, probably the number one cause of any conflict is assumptions. And we just assume that people should just know these things. Mm-hmm. And I mean... COVID-19 made me realize, made me just recognize, like, what was it? You need to wash your hands. I mean, that is like, like, you should know that. No one, you, no one well, should. Well, yeah. <laughs> we, well, whenever you use the bathroom, you should wash your yeah, hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You touch yeah, your face. Yeah. You should wash your hands. Yeah, you should wash your hands and not touch anyone else before you do that. But however, what did we learn in COVID-19? People didn't wash their hands. People weren't washing their hands, which you thought was common sense yeah common sense exactly and so it so if this sounds like common sense to you yeah it is common sense but i think what sometimes people need to hear is sometimes we're it's so common sense that people may feel embarrassed to talk about it because it is that common and people don't want to feel embarrassed or ashamed and you know the the and that's a problem and so I don't ever want people to feel embarrassed or ashamed, especially when it comes to this act of procreation, this act of sex, uh, th- this gift from God uh, that was given. I mean, I think about when we went to our first weekend to remember, and they always have the session called Marriage After Dark. Ooh. <laughs> and they and they bring up Awkward. yeah yeah, it's, yeah it can be, uh, but they show that video of that lady. Do you remember what the video I'm talking about? I remember the and, video. And how long was that lady married for? What do you remember? What she was? She was married for 25 years. Yeah, and what was her issue? She had never had an orgasm. So for 25 years of marriage, never had an orgasm, and you're just like. Wow, mm-hmm. and of course her issues like, well, of course, why would I want to have sex if what what's the point? Like, well, yeah, I get that. Well, that means for twenty five years you had a you were afraid to ask because you thought of something common. Like it just and so that's heartbreaking to hear. So so to me that tells me if someone at twenty five years of marriage couldn't have an orgasm, well, she didn't know what it was, didn't know what it was or what needed to happen, then maybe there are other people in that way too. So we definitely were just going to go real common sense, real practical. Uh, and just hopefully this conversation can just give a, just break an ice for anyone who listens to say, okay, maybe I need to think a little bit more about that. Just go in there. So with that said, what, what is one way we encourage procreation? Well, we talked a little bit about it last, last, uh, our last session with partnership. Yeah. You know how there's only one person that I want to do life with and that is you. You better. 
And that goes in with the procreation. You know, there's only one person I want to build my my house with. There's only one person I want to raise my children with. There's there's only one person I want to do this act with, and that is you. Yeah. Well, it's an understanding that like anytime we partner together, you know, the mm-hmm. more we the more you partner with your spouse, the better off it is in your mm-hmm. marriage. And so anytime we participate in one of those acts, we're just encouraging this act of procreation. Uh, even if, even if that's not the intention, like, you know, I'm not doing these things so we can get some sex or anything like that. But, but the more we're just doing that, I mean, naturally it's just going to get us there. It, it'll, yes. It draws you closer together. The more you do things, the more, the more I'm attracted to you, the more I want to do the act with you, the more I want to be in your presence, the more, the more I love you, the the more I want to spend time with you. Yeah, it's good stuff there. So yeah, definitely partnership. And if you didn't get to listen to that episode, uh, please go back and go listen to it because I, I thought it came out great. I would think so. Yeah, it came out great too. So okay, so definitely partnership. Well, what about you? What what do you think? Another uh, another thing that encourages procreation. Okay, so here you go. Here's here's the common sense coming in right here. Good hygiene. All right. Clint, what's the word? Cleanliness is godliness. Yes, cleanliness is next to godliness. And this one was one I thought was common sense, but it actually came from a really good friend of mine who we were just sitting and we were talking about this podcast and she she actually threw this one out there as, as part of um, what would encourage procreation. And I was like, really? This one? And she goes, Yes. And whether or not they struggle with this in their marriage, I didn't want to ask, (laughs) but it made sense in a way that if she's suggesting this, quite possibly. So, yeah. And I mean, and it's interesting because you you brought up a friend, and I also had another, like, another couple kind of conversating about this, and they mentioned this as well, too. Uh, and so, and, and they didn't say good hygiene, but they had talked about like, you're crawling in bed, like and you haven't showered yet. And it's like, well, that makes perfect sense because I mean, who wants to have sex with someone who has been working hard, sweaty, nasty, smelly. And I mean, I get it. Like you ladies, when you see us guys and we're out in the yard and we're and we're and we're working hard and we're we're g- get, doing yes, up a sweat, you are so sexy <laughs> yeah. when you're doing those yard chores. Yeah, you, but I do not want to touch you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you like yeah that that gets you going, but you're like shower first. Yeah, us, I don't even want to kiss you. Yeah, Mm-mm. and us guys are like, let's do it right here, yo. And it's like, no, 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 shower. Like, yeah. take please yeah, go shower. Please take a shower. Uh, but I mean, that's that's true. Like just actually cleaning yourself or even just brushing your teeth. I mean, I'll, I'm going to be honest here. OK, so I was always good in the morning brushing my teeth. OK, this, I always brush my teeth. But like, let's just be honest. At nighttime, I'm lazy and I was like, I don't care. And I would just mm-hmm. go to bed without brushing my teeth. So disgusting. Sometimes I do it. Sometimes I didn't. I was just kind of like, eh. But. What did we learn in our – what did I learn in my what marriage? What you learned and you learned it fast. Yeah, I learned it fast is that my wife doesn't want to kiss me if I haven't brushed my teeth at night. 
And guess what, guys? Is nighttime hygiene greatly <laughs> increased? Yes, that's right. So my, so I was like, okay, I'm just gonna keep brushing my teeth and just do that. So now, not only do I have better teeth, teeth care, <laughs> I have open opportunity for other things for procreation as well too. He uh, brushes his teeth before I do every yeah, night. So we, so we do that. But I mean, there's so many things that uh, just having a clean body uh, just makes, just encourages that. And you know, here's something I also think about. Not only just a clean body, but just a clean environment. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if this wants to help, you may, pay me, may wonder why. It's like, well, why doesn't it seem like we're always intimate? Well, is your room clean? I mean, think about it. Do you, do you have a clean house? Um, because I understand there's messes. I understand there are things that go on in this life. But when you have stacks and stacks of clutter and it just pours into your home and it pours into your living room and it pours into your bedroom um i think that could be kind of off-putting uh that doesn't encourage a an environment where we can come together in intimacy Mm -hmm. Uh, what that means is i got a bunch of dirt and clutter and nonsense all around me and i can't function like that Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, so to me, it's like, it's not just good, hy- you know, good hygiene isn't just my body, but it's also Your my, surroundings. yeah, my surroundings, my environment, even down to the bed sheets. And it was like, when was the last time we changed them bed sheets, <laughs> you know, just things like that. And I don't think we think about how all that stuff can start to play into it to, to play into this one act right here. Uh, so we most definitely want to encourage good hygiene. I mean, I appreciate what you do. Uh, and that, that encourages me is just, you know, you're just even, I, I, maybe we're clean freaks. I don't know, <laughs> but I mean, the fact that you're just like, I just like to wash my feet. I mean, you, that's what you'll do is you'll grab like a warm washcloth and you'll wash your feet. Uh, and I mean, it's not like your feet are been, crawling around in dirt and nonsense and all this other janky thing. No, but thing. when I wear flip-flops or sandals or something, dust, and yeah. I walk around our house or I walk outside barefoot, you know, yeah. nasty. Yeah. They're gross. Yeah, and so just saying, hey, so you just doing that, I mean, it's like, wow, that, that, that changes everything. Even we were, I was reading an article that was talking about how you sleep better by just taking a shower at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, just to, if you, if you're having a hard time sleeping, why don't you switch your showers from, from, from morning to evening? And honestly, you've kind of washed the, the day away. You wash the day away and it relaxes your body. Yeah. And then you get into some clean sheets and then you're like really feeling good and all mm-hmm. that other good stuff. So, I mean, that, that has a big, big play in all those things, but, uh, just, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, but if you're smelly, you're, I don't think your spouse is going to be into that too much. I mean, we're going to have to have a conversation, baby. But I mean, and I, I'm going to say this, maybe more for guys than gals, okay? Because let's be honest, boys are are gross. No, girls can be just as gross. We can be just as smelly. Yeah. Yeah, nope. <laughs> yeah we're going to go there. So, but anyway, go there. but good yeah. hygiene. That's good what hygiene. we do. All right. What yeah. would you say is another way we encourage procreation? Oh, self-care. Self-care. Okay. And how would you define that? Well, defining self-care is um, getting getting dressed during, you know, for the day, get dressed for the day. And I would say the best thing for me, um, when we lived in Corpus for a while and, um, I stayed home with, with, uh, Sage, I think this is probably before Emory was born. And, um, I had no, I, no plans to go anywhere. I was doing an in-home daycare. So I was, I was home all day, every day. Um, 
yoga pants, t-shirts, hair in a bun, and there was no point to taking a shower. You know, this goes back, of course, to to good hygiene, but it also rolls into the self-care. Because if I'm not going anywhere, I'm not seeing anybody, what's the point in you know, getting dressed for the day. Why am I going to do my hair? Why am I going to put makeup on? Um, I'm not seeing anybody. I'm just seeing him with the kids. What's the point? So I remember you coming home for lunch one day and you came up to me to give me a hug and you said, hey, babe, I'll watch the kids if you want to go take a shower. And I literally raised my arm and I smelt myself and I go, why do I smell? I mean, I'm fine. I'm, I'm okay. But it was really one of those like, you were not attracted to me. I mean, my hair could probably stand on end. It had probably been three days since I had taken a shower. Oh, man. I didn't know that. <laughs> because. I have low standards. <laughs> <laughs> because at that point, when I'm not leaving the house, it's what's the point? But what I fail to realize is you're the point. Mm. You're the point for I need to be able to put myself together for you. I need to put myself together for me because when I put myself together for me, it makes me feel better. It makes me feel more attractive. It makes me feel that I'm beautiful. And then it helps me to want to partake in the act of procreation because now I feel desirable. Mm. And then it also allows you to be attracted to me. Um, but that to me was, was one of the, the points of, hmm, you've never really ever said that to me before. So why, why now? Um, but I, I remember that story, that, that moment very distinctly. I'm so thankful you didn't like backhand me because I, I think about <laughs> that. I'm like, wow, that was a real jerkish thing to say. But I mean, I know I was trying to be nice cause I was thinking to myself, you like were thinking you had of- kids and you don't get, you can't shower if you got all those kids running around. So I just wanted to help you out somehow if you wanted just to take a shower but and that's how I took it so you're very fortunate that that's how I took it because I probably would have decked you had I taken it the other way but I was like I don't smell I don't know what the problem is but but yeah I mean there were several moments that that's all I lived in was yoga pants and oversized t-shirts and my hair was in a ponytail I only put makeup on on a Sunday morning when we went to church but that was probably also as a period of time when I was going through depression Mm. but when you're also battling with a mental um a mental disorder of depression, the way to help get out of it is to also take a shower, get dressed and to actually start taking care of yourself, doing some self care to help pull you out of that rut. And I struggle with that. And you can usually tell when I'm falling back into those ruts is when I stop doing my general self care. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we're not saying here, you need to be vain about it or anything like that. Cause I think this is for both men and women is we're saying it's okay to take some self interest in yourself to be willing to look nice, to be able to keep a clean, you know, forgot, you know, don't keep a crazy shaggy, be willing to, if you're going to have a beard, I mean, make it look good. Um, if you're going to, you know, don't, don't be letting, you know, nose hairs go through the roof or that like, trim it up. I mean, just be willing to do some of those different things, uh, to, to look nice, wear some cologne, throw it out there. Cause one, it, I think you said it best, not only did it, because of you recognize like it's going to pique my interest, but it made you feel good. It made you feel put together. It made you feel, 
that's the word. It made you feel sexy, may I say? It, it like, made me feel sexy. It made me feel desirable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I mean, I said this, you know, getting marriage, married, marriage isn't a license to let yourself go. And I think that can happen really easily, mm-hmm. not intentionally, but when you just kind of have all the craziness of life that happens around there, it is it is easy to let yourself go because mm-hmm. I want to marry this person. It'll be okay. They'll love me for me. Uh, but at the same time, marriage is really it's it's not a license to let yourself go. It's really it's a license to better yourself, mm-hmm. not just for yourself, but especially I love how you said that. For your spouse, for this person who I've committed my life to. It's not, oh, we look good before we were married, and now that we're married, ha, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> You've been fooled. You've been fooled. Ha, now here's what you get. No, no, it's it's a, why are we stopping that? Mm-hmm. If anything, we need to encourage that some more. Uh, so definitely, yeah, I love that. Just that self-care uh, in that in that regard. So very good one right there. Well, what do you think is another one? Well, I mean, kind of going the lines of that self-care would also be physical health. Uh, definitely your willingness to to keep, maintain a healthy diet, to maintain a healthy lifestyle, uh, to recognize that your body is a temple of the Lord and that you, God has designed your body to function in a very particular way. And truth be told... Uh, it may not be, you know, as much as you like all that barbecue, it may not look very sexy when you're stuffing all that barbecue into your face. Mm, <laughs> and no. then and then you go pat, grab that piece of chocolate cake and you and you run it down there. It, it may not be sexy when you kind of got that gut rolling around <laughs> or, or let's be honest or uh, back, you know, that physical eating and then all that stuff you eating is coming out. In a, in, later that evening, <laughs> when you're laying in bed yeah. and you're making all kinds of stinky smells coming out, yeah, yeah, seriously, all that stuff goes down in there, yeah. and that's not physically healthy. I mm-hmm. mean, that, that's turn off. I mean, guys, I get it. It's funny to let one rip, okay? But you gotta learn, like, this is not your bro, okay? Mm-hmm. What? This is not middle school, okay? It's not. This is your, <laughs> this is your wife, like. So even I, though you are such a middle school boy, I, well, uh, yeah, of course. I mean, you know, I mean, come on, like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I mean, sex, come on. I mean, everyone reverts back to middle school stuff, but I mean, it's it's where you revert to. Uh-huh, I mean, uh-huh. uh, but I mean, yeah, there's nothing attractive about just ripping them left and right because you decide to. To eat your beans or something that you know didn't agree with you and then you expect your spouse to be like hey let's do this hey and then like you know that's just not how it goes um but that's physical health uh yeah. and i mean we're not i think once again we're not asking perfection okay no. I'm, I'm not gonna be chris hemmingsworth okay i'm sorry i mean I, I mean, maybe Taylor Lautner. I think I'm almost there. I mean, people said we're looking. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Some people don't realize I was actually in the movie. Okay, I mean, he was the body double. That's what he. I mean, he was the stunt double. Mm-hmm. I was actually mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. But yes, uh, <laughs> yes, my love, you are you are my werewolf. That's mm-hmm. right. We're mm-hmm. we're Team Jacob because you're into brown dudes. That's how. Yes. That's why we're Team mm-hmm. Jacob. Anyways, <laughs> but yes, dear. but. There is something to say of actually taking your health seriously and maintaining a good diet, maintaining a good body weight, mm-hmm. uh, and, and encouraging one another. And just knowing that, yeah, those things do play into sex. I mean, we want to remain we want to remain physically attracted to one another, right? 
Yes. Yes, we do. And I don't think that's something that is just good for people who are still young. I think that's still even the older you get. I mean, there's some 50 or 60-year-olds that look like dang good for 50 and 60. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I want to look like that like now. (laughs) Okay. Okay? And I mean, that may be like an ideal deal uh, there. But you do recognize like, yeah, even into those – those those later years it's still good to maintain physical health and that's still very attractive and that still will encourage uh your spouse to actually want to come on to you uh, in, in that regard and i know that that's not always he's easy to hear uh, but i mean that, that is true it's like man if if you're if you're recognizing like man i i mean i i know like weight has been an issue for me and you're such an amazing woman that you have loved me at my fattest. <laughs> and, and, and in fact, you've never actually seen me at my skinniest. I mean, that to me is uh, uh, that to me is amazing in so many ways. No, but what makes me when I'm attracted to you most is when you're working towards being healthy. Whether you are ever Taylor Lautner or Chris Hemsworth is not the point. The point is is that you take your health seriously and you may indulge in your chocolate cake and your barbecue. That's fine, but I see you exercise and I see you doing things to become healthy. And that's what attracts me to you. Not that you'll ever have a six-pack, but that you are actually become you know yeah. trying to be healthy but you wouldn't complain if i did have one would you be uh, you know you wouldn't no <laughs> i mean that's okay no i wouldn't i wouldn't complain yeah you would but complain. i love you for who you are and how god made you because yeah i married you as is exactly and so um but i mean also think of the practical sense you the more weight you carry the the, more, the harder it is on your organs yeah it's harder on your organs i mean you're tired you don't have energy and guess what you need to have sex energy <laughs> i mean you need those things so having a, a good physical health with a good thinking about your diet what you're bringing in what you're eating and especially with as you're getting older i mean i'm recognizing i'm i cannot eat the things i did when i was 18 years old uh i my body's changing i'm i'm hitting that age where it's like man the things i, I love food but food doesn't love me mm-hmm. uh and there's just some things i was like man i don't think i can eat this anymore because of what it's doing to me and then knowing what that does late what that can do later tonight and so but i think in the end just being willing to figure out how can we work out how can we build a good uh workout routine uh, how can we do what we can to have a good healthy diet together and maintain that uh because i mean it kind of goes back to self-care you know if i feel good about the body that i am then that's going to be an encouragement to me and i know if you think i i look good especially because i'm actually going with god's design and taking care of myself well that only encourages that that opportunity for Mm -hmm. us to come together even more so uh don't shy away from the fact of physical health we're not asking for like model perfect here i think that's hollywood is an extreme view of stuff uh but we do recognize like you know there you you can live healthily you can live in a body that is not uh, sat, not gorged yourself to death. Uh, and I mean, and you see this all the time. You see plenty of people that are still, uh, physically active and it's like, 
yeah, it can be done. And so I think once again, that just that that just encourages that. So uh, that's physical health. What what is another another way that <laughs> that that encourages this? <laughs> I'm laughing because I already know what she's going to say. Yeah, this one is, I hate this one, but it is one that definitely needs to be talked about. But it makes, it's embarrassing for me, but to talk about it, it's needed, is lubrication. And lubrication is important because it is definitely a mood killer when everything is dry. Yeah. Well, and I mean, yeah, (laughs) it's okay. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, let's be honest. A lot of people think lubrication is just for you want extra spiciness or you're trying mm-hmm. to add some kink into your life or your sex marriage. But really when you think about it, lubrication was actually created to fill a need. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, okay, y'all let's, let's do, we have to have a basic anatomy right here to say, okay, here's what happens is that our bodies produce these fluids uh, and these, these, these fluids are produced, so it makes it much more easier and l- much more pleasurable, uh, so men and women can enjoy sex even more. Well, when a fluid isn't being produced, well, that's not fun. Uh, that's not fun for a woman. That's not fun for a guy. Uh, and so what was created? Okay, well, how about we create lubrication, and let's use it, be, use a little bit of it, and it's Okay. There's nothing wrong with using lubrication if, if need be. And if you don't need it, there's nothing wrong with it. it it's it's okay. It's all it's good. completely natural. It, it, yeah, it's, it's natural to – well, I mean, natural is your natural stuff. <laughs> but, it's but, natural to talk about. Yeah, it. it's natural to talk about it. It's natural if you, if you need that. And so uh, don't be afraid uh, to, to, to get that, especially if that's going to prevent you from enjoying sex or wanting to have sex. Uh, no, no one's going to think it's weird or strange. It, it, I think it should be a nor. I think you should be able to talk about it and recognize this is, this is a normal deal on there. So, so yes, uh, get that lube. Okay. Go for it. it mm-hmm. It's easy to buy. You don't even have to do, man, we live in such an age. Like you remember when, like, I remember like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. it, you don't even have to go to the store anymore to buy it. I mean, you got Amazon now. Mm-hmm. There's like no excuse for it's that. Convenient. So, yeah. Like gone are the days of that embarrassing, like this, you go in this re- guy at the register is just kind of like looking at you especially now that everything's locked up <laughs> yeah. yeah that's even worse now like you it's all locked up so now you gotta go find some, <laughs> yeah, some find somebody with a key yeah i need to get the ky <laughs> <laughs> like yeah I, mean, I don't even know why it just it's so much easier now so there's and no they're all looking at you like you're weird yeah weirdo. there's there's no embarrassment to it so no. by, by all means so yes. do that <laughs> uh what what's moving on um another one <laughs> now that we got out of that one right now that we, just moving on uh next one would be communication what, what do you think about that one honey what do you think about communication well, okay so let's talk communication and once again this is one of those what feels good okay once again let's go back to this assumption and and this is a bad assumption and this is not a good assumption we just assume that when we got married, that the person of the opposite sex knows my anatomy and knows how to make my anatomy happy. <laughs> and yes. I now I get it for guys. It's pretty simple. Okay. <laughs> not a lot like, like, I mean, you really got to go out of your way to not make that feel good. <laughs> okay. I mean, but I recognize for women, it's a whole nother story. 
And so that means that when you are having sex, when you're participating in procreation, when you're encouraging this, there does need to be communication about what feels good. Not only does that, I think that needs to be a conversation that you really should have at the beginning of your marriage. I mean, mm-hmm. because like I said, we have this bad assumption and it's unfortunate because we live in this sex-filled world. And so what we're assuming is this person has this knowledge and sadly this person may have a knowledge, but it's not the right kind of knowledge. It's a fabricated knowledge. Uh, it's, it's, it's a knowledge that isn't real. Mm-hmm. And if you're struggling with that kind of stuff, then it's going to play into all sorts of things. It's not reality. Right. And so that means spouses need to communicate about what feels good and what doesn't feel good. Need to communicate about beforehand and, and even during, during the act. Without getting upset. Yeah, without getting upset, okay? I, I recognize this is probably like a very like dicey conversation. It's dicey. It's sensitive. It's, yeah, there you go. That's, that's definitely sensitive. Uh, but, I mean, guys, don't be upset if your spouse says, hey, does this feel good? Or even, guys, take the rein to say, hey, is this feeling good? I know that doesn't sound like very like sexy to ask a question like that during the act. And I don't know if there's a good way or bad way. But I think that's why it's important where it's like you're trying to recognize cues. You're trying to hear things, um, you know. Uh, you know, if it's not feeling good, I, it's easy to be like, that doesn't feel good. <laughs> and you can snap that way and you're like, okay, my bad. I mean, so you got to, you definitely got to rein it in in some way and try to be, figure out like, okay, instead of getting mad to say, hey, let's try this and just, hey, this is Redirect. Re- yeah, redirect in a very positive way. Yes. So Because it is easy to get frustrated and to turn off and just to roll over and be like, I'm done and just shut the whole act down yeah i'm i'm amazed how you women can do that like just and i'm going off of because i know you and how your brain works and i'm just assuming and maybe that's a terrible way to assume but (laughs) but but from what you tell me that's not that that's something that just women are able to do just shut that down like and i mean i guess that's the difference between men and women like when that's on my brain like it's on my brain. And it's on your brain for days. Yeah, like there's no shutting that down. I mean in the middle I mean whew. uh but but yeah, just be willing to talk about it. What feels good, what doesn't feel good. Uh before, during and yeah, maybe even after. I know it's not like the sexiest conversation to have, but I don't think it's good to be silent either. No. Uh and so so just don't assume. Uh don't assume that this person has this knowledge about your body. Even even if you've been married for so many years. Or if you've had a previous marriage, don't mm. assume that your current wife is the same likes, has the same likes as your previous wife. Yeah, these are important conversations to have. So by all means, have that communication. Now, uh, what would you say? Let's say one more thing. One more way just encourages procreation. I would say go to bed together. Mm. That it's, is so practical. So practical. But I mean... We could go to bed together and I'm passed out before you could even like, <laughs> turn the light off. But, but it's still there. But it's there's still, still there. an opportunity. There's still possibilities. <laughs> um, but when you don't go to bed together, that just opens up the doorway for all kinds of things to just go wrong. Mm. Um, Nothing good happens after 10 o'clock anyways. No, it doesn't. But it protects your marriage if mm. you just go to bed at the same time. Yeah, it is It is amazing how there are many times couples I've talked to and 
one guy, you know, one spouse goes to bed at one time and the other spouse goes to bed at another time. And then I find it even stranger when I meet couples who are been married longer and then you find out they sleep in different rooms. Mm. Like they, they reach a place where they're like, oh, I don't like hearing you snore anymore or just I can't sleep or just it's always hot. Just always this these these things. And they say, let's just sleep in a different room. And it's like, I don't. I'm sorry. You're just gonna have to deal with me. I am not sleeping in. A, we are not gonna sleep in a different room. Um, <clears throat> but that's a possibility. I could starfish again. D- no, you can't. Never have that. You can only have that possibility if I have to go away on a conference or go visit my mom. So that's it. But no, you know that's not how that works. You must share the room with me. We now we we did talk about the idea of having two separate blankets. I was talking sharing that article with that's you weird. about the Scandinavian way. Where they have two, they they don't use sheets because sheets are trash. Okay, uh, but they no, have they use a, a fitted sheet. She doesn't use the top sheet. Okay, she doesn't use the top sheet because top sheets are trash. Uh, but they use two twin down blankets, down comforters. So one spouse has their one comforter, the other spouse has the other, and they're like, "This will save your marriage." <laughs> <laughs> like really that's what saves the marriage hmm. is that uh we're not i don't think we're to go there i'd feel kind of weird that would be weird that would be I'm not really weird. sure how that would work out yeah. but um interesting interesting but yeah. but i think it goes back to like just go to bed together mm-hmm. i mean there's really no good reason why one spouse or the other should have to really be staying up later than the other Mm-mm. because that does open up doors for things that you don't need to be participating in uh and the fact that you just go one i mean you have a bedtime that's great yes it's like getting good night's rest is great you get a good night's rest <laughs> yeah i mean it it yes yeah i, I mean, mean when you're going to bed together then you get up at about the same time together and... yeah i mean those are all good things to do together yeah. but uh like i said well if if that act isn't <laughs> i'm assuming like most married couples that act doesn't happen until later in the evening or at nighttime but if you're not even going to bed together, like then that chance goes away like, even more. Yeah, that much more. Okay, <laughs> uh, so seriously, just go to bed with your spouse. <laughs> just go to bed <laughs> together. Uh, you probably be amazed what happens. What happens by just doing that? So uh, those are all some very common sense, practical ways I believe we could encourage procreation. Now let's talk about what do you just talk about? Just a few, maybe three things that can prevent procreation so what would you say is one one thing that may prevent procreation for me anxiety Mm. when i'm under stress and anxiety um that's all i can think about and everything going on around me all of the problems that i'm trying to solve and fix you are having sex with you is the last thing on my mind that I I want to do is probably the thing I probably need the most because it's mm-hmm. attention and stress reliever but it's not what I want to do. Yeah. Um and so that for me would be a big a big um pre- uh, prevention. Yeah, and I mean I'll be honest, I mean anxiety can't even go into performance issues. I know like that was something for me really. I'm being vulnerable y'all. I'm being vulnerable here, but I think it's important because I, I think if you're, if you're a guy and listening to this and hearing this and this may have happened to you, uh, then this, then you're not alone. Uh, but how did I know I was dealing with masses amount of stress in my life? I had performance issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have been only very few times where I've had that issue, but when it happened, it was like 
I'm dealing with some serious stress in my life. Like I am very anxious about something. And as much as I try to put on a big front of it, um, it's not. And it is weighing me down. And that's how I really know I am really stressed is that when we're trying to have this intimate act and I can't even and I can't even get to it. I can't even perform for it. You know, I can't even I can't rise to the occasion. <laughs> Uh, and that it, and it takes a lot more work on your end in that regard. Uh, but that that's anxiety, that's stress. Mm-hmm. That is something that is really laying on your heart to the point that you can't be intimate. And yeah, that's going to cause some prevention. And so uh, just like that can be an issue for you gals, yeah, that can be an issue for men as well too. Mm-hmm. So guys, if you're having if you're having that that struggle to rise to the occasion of that, then recognize you you may be having some very anxiety or stress. I mean, there's uh, and depending on your age, it could be like low testosterone or something like that. So, uh, which creates more anxiety on there. But I mean, there are some different things. But I just recognize, like you said, anxiety is is a big one there. Mm-hmm. What about for you? What's another one? I would say just bickering, hmm. just nonstop bickering, just finding anything and everything to just gripe about yeah and uh i mean you who can't want, do anything right yeah and i mean who wants to sleep with someone who's just you're just like nah, 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 nah. and then you're always like nah, 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 nah. or you say one thing and you're like, nah, 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 and all that other stuff uh what was that what was that scripture <laughs> that they talked about at the conference talking about a nagging wife is like a dripping roof <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah or like better to be in the desert than living with a nagging wife or something like that I know yeah. something in Proverbs. <laughs> something something in there like that, but yeah. And that's not just like a nagging – that's a nagging husband as well too. I mean that's just the way – I mean yes, that goes both ways. It goes both ways, but you know, who wants to live with that on a constant basis and and definitely don't want to be intimate with, with somebody like that because when you're intimate, you're vulnerable, you're yeah. exposed and you're sharing yeah. sharing your life with this person and I don't want to share my life with you when all you're doing is – picking at me yeah and i mean and we have been around couples who Mm -hmm. bicker and And they are unpleasant to be around yeah like we may we love you but i mean if you're always constantly like and it's funny they don't even realize they're bickering like because it's so natural yeah it's normal and it's like that's not bickering is not normal no and i mean and they'll bicker in like in front of everybody you're like that's awkward and they don't even realize it but it's just this constant bickering at one another and just finding things to get upset or just they get mad over one little thing or just kind of sets them off and then they then one person says something and the other one says something and next thing you know they're just in a tough and they're like well why are you even in a tough or why did that even set you off mm-hmm. like that that should not have that should not have gone to that that level of right. reality there uh and so i think a constant bickering is definitely going to prevent this act of procreation so what would you say is one more thing that just prevents procreation poor planning but you could plan all you want to but plans change um <laughs> you know i can say in the morning hey today's going to be the day and you go mhm i'll believe it when it happens <laughs> you know so um but Poor planning, and, you know, it's just to even have the idea on the table to start putting that in, in place, that, you know, setting a day and a time. Because if you don't say a day and a time when you live such a busy, busy life, then it's never talked about, it's never mentioned. And sometimes sponta- spontaneity 
rarely happens. That's for the movies, okay? Spontaneous sex is for the movies. Now, not to say that doesn't happen, but that's not I don't that's not the norm. It's not the norm. We're it, not yeah, we're not movie. We're not, we're not newlyweds movie. Yeah. and all that other yeah. stuff. I mean, it and and I know that may not sound like the most sexiest thing to do is to plan a night for you two to be intimate, or at least plan two nights a week to be intimate. Okay, um, but what have we learned about schedule? Why do you keep a schedule? Because you have important events, mm-hmm. and this is a very important event. Um, and also, like you've shared with me, like difference between a man and a woman, like this event. I can be ready for in like a second. Like I'm there. However, for you, this is an event that requires like mental preparation. <laughs> Not that it'd be to get me happen to day, but for, for the most part, that means you've got to kind of get yourself in a, in a mindset, in a mode mm-hmm. for that. And that just doesn't happen two sex, two seconds before no. the act. Uh, that's something that has to happen. Like in the, maybe even the day before, <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a, it's a process yes yeah uh so i mean it's so that poor planning of we're not even going to plan or even just like this is not the right time <laughs> you know uh so i think that's probably like most guys issues i honestly think that because I, I see that where, I, where i'm like hey this is the time and it is not the time <laughs> it is <laughs> you, you are always let's do this it's like yeah. really yeah. right now like yeah i'm okay i'm ready (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it'll be that's a quick shoot down okay it's like your wife cooking dinner is not the time to be like let's do this or any other time uh i mean uh (laughs) and i mean and then you throw kids in the mix and you're just like that was that was why were we doing why were we doing that because a kid Uh just knocked on a door praise god they knock on a door Teach your kids to knock on a door. There you go. What? Here you go. What prevents children? So this act of procreating to create children, and then it's the children that actually get in the way of it so many times. Why? Because you plan poorly. That's why. Because you plan poorly. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so I think you plan poorly. Yeah. So I think in the end, I think I love I love that is just being considerate of your time, being willing to just say, hey, let's just set a time couple nights a week and and this is and this is us okay mm-hmm. we're, this is what we're doing so we can get the headspace and we can be you know and, and we keep to it all right because let's just be honest there are going to be a billion other things that we're going to say we don't have time for it mm-hmm. uh can we do it tomorrow i'm not feeling it right now and we need to do to the best of our ability to say no we're going to we're going to keep that date. We're going to, you know, we would never cancel. We would never cancel a lunch meeting with our boss. You know, we would never cancel a, 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 with, with something we care. Like every other place we wouldn't cancel. Yeah. Why do we think it's okay to cancel right there? Uh, why? Oh, cause they're married and they'll, they'll be there tomorrow. No, you don't, you can't guarantee that person being there tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, so we need to keep that and try and do what we can. And just, and, and, my my guys just be aware of just like just just know when and where to 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 <laughs> to, to 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 do or i guess uh, i guess us guys we take the uh the the Wayne Gretzky idea it's like you, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take <laughs> That is exactly why you shoot at them all. <laughs> yeah, that's why we shoot them all. But anyways, yeah, that was really good. Well, hey, we made it through. 
We did. We this, did. This wasn't awkward. I had a couple of moments, yeah, a but couple we, of we made it through. We made it through. Yes, we, we did. We totally did. And you did it with a smile on our face and a we, good laugh here and there. It was enjoyable with you. It, it always is. Yes, so it there is. we are. Uh, well, I want to say just thank you so much uh, for tuning into our podcast. Uh, just know that this is, we didn't say this beforehand, but this is actually a part one of procreation. Next episode, we're going to talk about a part two of procreation. And really part two, just to kind of, you know, get you ready for it is it, you know when it goes wrong when procreation doesn't go the way we we, we want it to go uh and what do we do in those things and so that's going to be the next episode but man i'm so thankful that we can just sit here and just have this conversation and i hope you were blessed uh so man just thank you for listening today and i mean by all means please uh if you like the podcast please share the podcast please subscribe to the podcast i mean we're on apple we're on google we're on amazon music we're on the spotify i mean we're on places we're going places we are going places we're, yes. we're already there or something. We, we, we are, are there. share share yeah. us yes please share us and like us and just in and just encourage us in that way uh because we just want to be an encouragement to you as well too so uh with that said i'm josh i'm melissa and we look forward to doing this again and thank you so much for uh tuning in today